Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 89 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for any of your daddy issues. We talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and so much more. And uh, I am B. I am honored to be hosting the show again, uh, even though I do it almost almost every single time. Uh, but today I have a co-host, and that is Laser Eric. What's going on, man? Good evening. How's it going? It's good to have you back. Good to, good to be here. Good to be recording on another fine Thursday evening on the live stream. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, on the live stream is huge because we're really excited about being able to finally live stream. Uh, so if you are a Patreon supporter, you can watch us as we live stream these recordings uh, exactly as we say it live. Yeah. You can see us right now. Yes. Yeah. If you watch the Twitter feed, you can see uh, we are we post when we're getting ready to go live on the Galactic Dads socials and on G Dads Gaming, and um, yeah, you can interact with us on Twitter while we are uh, while we're doing our thing here. So we're making that happen. We're yep. doing it live. It's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of the socials, you can find us uh, at Galactic Dads, of course, on the big three and even TikTok. Uh, you can also find us at G Dads Gaming. Yep, Galactic Dads Gaming on Twitter at G Dads Gaming, also at Galactic Dads BBQ on Instagram. That's the food and beverage channel. So, if you want to be hungry, that's where you go. It's a good spot. There I actually, is. I put a lot of thought into plating my weekend meals. Dude, your plating yeah. is uh, is just impressive because you you put up your plates, you send me pictures and stuff, and then the descriptions is like, I'm yeah, I, I got steak. <laughs> you uh, you would have thought that I got fired for a no call no show at the local Chile's, uh, and that may not be far from the truth. <laughs> hey, you know what? Cool. Anything happens. Actually, what happens is at work, I got tired of watching the same like five minutes of Sports Center all day long. So I yeah. turned it to Food Network, and it's really opened my horizons. Yeah. So in the in the car business, one of the things they tell you is when you're in service, always put never put the news on. Never. Always put on either Home and Garden or the Food Network for your waiting room. So I have it the works. Food Network going all day long. It works and uh, makes me hungry. You know. Yeah, good for the good for the shape, I guess you could say, if you like round. But uh, hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Well, normally at this point in the show, after we plug all of the awesome socials and our handles and where you can find us, and you can hit us up on Patreon.com, uh, send us an email, yep. uh, GalacticDads at gmail.com. You can send us any daddy issues or business inquiries. We'd love to talk to you about it or just, you know, kind of anything. I'd actually love to hear some of our listeners' daddy issues. I think that'd be great. Because everybody's got them and, you know, everybody's got them and everybody's is different. And it would just be kind of interesting to to see what what our friends and neighbors are going through and and everything. Because I'll bet you somebody on the podcast has probably been through something like it at this point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, of course, we are not experts. We're just people who dad. Exactly. And uh, it takes a village and a yeah. podcast to let you know if you're doing it right. So yes. let us know. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. 
but before we move on, there is something uh, that is unusually serious for us on the show, but yes. uh, we feel that we cannot go on without addressing it. Uh, in previous episodes of the podcast, we have heavily endorsed uh, Justin's Comics. Is a uh, It was a wonderful comic shop, incredible sales all the time, great atmosphere. Uh, however, after some recent social media posts that aren't value aligned with everything that we feel or not really socially acceptable, because of those, we're going to throw our love to, uh, to some other local comic shops in the area. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, we, we wish Justin the best and, uh, and we hope everything do. turns out to the positive. He ran a great shop for a long time. That's, that's where we're at right now. There comes a point when you're, when you're in business or you're on a show where at the end of the day, you have to make a decision that lines with, uh, your beliefs and your values. And, um, that's what we're doing at so, the moment. Go. So, yep. We hope uh, everybody involved there uh, gets any type of help that they need, and mental health is a very serious issue. Mm -hmm. If you aren't anyone you know are experiencing those issues, there are many resources that you can go uh, to get help with those. So we encourage everybody with those issues to do that. Know that you are not alone. And in the meantime, if you do need some comics in the St. Louis area, we've got uh, we've got plenty of places that uh, that we found that we like. So uh, hit Quite us up, bit. and we'll we'll be happy to share where our favorite places are. You've probably heard about them. You know, we we've been. Piping up STL Comics quite a bit lately. We have. We have. It so. feels like going to a con when there's not one going on. Ain't that the truth? And well, I missed the con, so I probably need to go up to STL Comics and just get the experience. And if you can't quite make it there, you can also hit up Bugs Comics, uh, which is another great location. Yep. Uh, so, still got options, guys. So, keep on doing the reading. Absolutely. All right. And because we are done being all super serious at the moment... Let's take it off into Beers of the Week. Beers of the Week. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Always ready. I'm ready. So, this week, I was thirsty. Yep. And I was hoping that you would also be thirsty. Yep. And uh, whenever I know that I don't particularly have a good beer in mind, I can always lean on you because you've got stuff in this ginormous beer fridge over here that we all (laughs) respect and love. I said, grab me something good, and you certainly delivered. Uh, he grabbed a Four Hands Brewing Co., which we love Four Hands. Uh, he grabbed a Citywide, which isn't anything new. It's nothing completely special or anything like that. It is just their Citywide American Pale Ale. Uh, I almost call it their staple beer. Well, from what I remember, when Four Hands came out with that beer, um, they said that they wanted a beer that people would just smash. Yeah, it's just a smashable beer, and uh, it's a good it's a good APA. It's a, it's a good drink. You don't want to drink ten of them, no, uh, no. at least not in one sitting. But uh, but it's got a real good flavor, and it's it's a real you know it's a it's a standard. It's a staple, like you said. Yeah, it's a wonderful American pale ale, and I yep. I love it. I uh, recommend it. Goes great with pork steaks, and uh, the citywide beers are cool because they actually benefit the city. Yes. Uh, with various um, benefits and charities, things like that, which yes. is really cool. Something cool Four Hands does and makes me want to drink their beer even more. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you ever go to Four Hands, it's just that much better. But yep. Anyway, uh, my beer of the week this week, uh, I so WrestleMania weekend was last weekend. I didn't watch it or anything, but uh, I'm going to pay homage to one of the absolute greatest. I've got from the El Segundo Brewing Company, the Steve Austin Broken Skull American Lager. Stone Cold. Uh, yeah. 4.8% alcohol by volume. 
This is a good lager. I've had it before. Um, this is an easy drink. This is one I would definitely smash over my head and then pour down my throat in a wrestling ring if I had the opportunity. I'd do it in an office. You yeah. don't have to be in so, the wrestling ring. You know, if you like a good lager, pick this one up and give me a hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> All right. That's going to finish us up for beers of the week. Uh, by the way, if you guys are interested in seeing what we're drinking, you can always check us out on Untapped at yep. Galactic Dads. Come be our friend. Yeah, make suggestions. That's cool, too. Uh, but with that, we will move on into our next segment. With that, let's start some daddy issues. After you had a couple of beers, you can talk about your daddy issues, right? Isn't that how it goes? Isn't that how yes. it's supposed to work? Yes. I mean, last night for me, when I set this agenda yesterday, mm-hmm. like I, th- I thought we were good, and then last night happened to me. It's so funny how kids are different. So I have two. Uh, I have my oldest, who's five, and my youngest will be two in a couple of months. Uh, and he's way different than she is. And, oh, yeah. Uh, by that, I mean he's a puker. Uh, he likes to projectile vomit, um, and it's it's so forceful. And he loves milk so much, so when he pukes, it is awful. Horrendous, oh, actually, man. yeah. Oof. Um, so last night, every two hours, like clockwork, mm. he was up and uh, making a mess. And, you know, there's only so much you can do with that, you know, because he's not two, so he's not really aiming for the trash can you leave. You know, like no. you have to catch him before it happens and basically put him in the toilet. Um, and, you <laughs> or know, in you, the bathtub yeah, or something. You just feel bad the whole time because you're like, stop. And, you know. Yeah, it's, it, they can't control it. And, yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned that. We had an instant with, uh, with my five-year-old over the weekend. We actually, we... I forget why, but we we decided to go to Buffalo Wild Wings for dinner, and it had absolutely nothing to do with Buffalo Wild Wings. Great service, great food that day, but uh, right in the middle of dinner, you know, we're just sitting there chilling, and he had been a little, you know, a little quiet. He'd been a little, a little quiet, quiet, suspiciously quiet. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we were, you know, we were just thinking he was tired because he'd run around quite a bit that day. It was Sunday. It was after soccer, um, and then you know, homie, blue chunks all over oh, the man. table, and. Uh, you know, Oof. so so let me ask you, when when it happens when you're holding the kid, do you have that like that dad reflex where you just put your hand up to try to stop it? No, because I know my hand's not big enough. Okay. I do something way grosser and I um here I'll the live stream. Here's what I do. I just go like this. And then Oh make, yeah, you make, make the basket. This, uh, yeah, I make the shirt basket. Yeah, the shirt basket. And direct his yeah. head into the basket and just give up on the shirt. I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah, last night I was holding him in the the rocking chair and uh he puked and that's the move i had to do Mm -hmm. uh but it was very liquidy so it went through my shirt my shorts and my underwear oh Uh, and that that was a whole new low for me yes yeah having vomit someone else's vomit especially um soak through your underwear is that's a life-changing moment you would almost expect that to happen in college more so than being a parent Yeah, but you would expect it to be your own yeah 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 so i could see that being Mm -hmm. a little I bring that up because Stephanie has that like Jedi reflex that when the kid starts puking, she's just immediately up there with her hand like right in front of the mouth, and Which, she just doesn't care. And, I mean, I respect that, but I have a different fear that's involved. I 
it's like when you have a hose outside and you uh-huh. put your thumb over the hose and you get that spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm scared to do that. I can understand that. Mm. I can understand mm. that. So, I mean, good on her, though. Good it's, on her. You know, it's a shame when that happens, though, because you're really just kind of stuck with what you got. Like, if you're if you're in bed. It is. Oh, awake, yeah. You're awake. He's awake. You've got to reset everything. So you're talking sheets, pillows, clothing. He's got to do it all. Everything. You have to mentally just be prepared for it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and hope to God it doesn't happen again when you get a reset at 3 in the morning and then, you know. And then it does. And then you're like, how was there anything left? Like, that's the question you have. And it doesn't matter because there is some way, somehow. <laughs> you're know, like, for being so small, where's all this coming from? I didn't uh, watch you eat all that. What happened? Seriously, what did you are you a cow? Do you have four stomachs? Is that a is that a brick of spam? Like that where, is, where does that even come from? That's an old boot. That is an old boot. Where did you get it? And then yeah. you feel bad for construction workers next that's, door. That's true. Someone's missing a boot. That's true. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> when that happens, also you have to just mentally prepare yourself for another thing that really sucks and is actually the worst part. You're not sleeping, buddy. Oh no, you're done. And you're you done. still gotta go work because you know you have little people to pay for. Yeah. Uh, so that <laughs> really sucks. So we had to work that out this morning. You know, fortunately, he was supposed to start daycare uh, this morning. Oh, that's good time. Yeah, I think he really knew that and didn't want to go. So he decided, <laughs> nope, won't be doing that, uh, and just uh, did that. So he stayed home. Uh, my wife and I worked it out. She took a half day, went in first. And then when she got home, I then went into work as yeah. well. That's what that's what Steph and I do typically. Like whenever we have like one of the kids is sick, uh, traditionally it'll be me that goes in first because I go in earlier. But yeah, it'll be you know I'll be like seven to two and or seven to twelve, and then mm-hmm. I got to run home and she'll go into work. Get and, that five hours because if it's more than four hours, it counts as a whole day. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Gotcha. I don't, I yeah. don't take a personal like I don't need to take a personal day if I get a half day in, so it ends up being all right. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, fortunately for me, I can do a good chunk of, of email stuff. Just checking that's it out. That's good. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of working, but this this morning though, there was no way. The only thing I was doing was hands and fours, still clean up puke. Right, uh, so, right. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. But uh, I decided to share that because that popped off, and in moments like that, all you do. It's just try and maintain your sanity, baby. Yeah, just try yeah, and maintain. Literally, all you can do It's just you know try not to try not to lose your composure and you know all that stuff. Yeah, my five year old was repeating some colorful words. Um, she, <laughs> I was like, mm, we don't say that. I know you heard Dad say. It. I'm sorry, I was very frustrated. That, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at your brother. I'm mad at the situation, dear. I I just need you to know that. And then so once she figured that out, she just started repeating the words I was using. I was like, okay, we need to talk before mom gets home. <laughs> Dude, Sunday when we were at the restaurant, you know, Steph took Steph took B to uh, to get him cleaned up and everything, took him to the bathroom. Um, and so I'm, I'm out there, and I'm getting a little frustrated because I'm trying to clean a table, and I'm trying to do all this, and I'm looking for our server because we need to pay before we leave, and we need to leave quickly. You know, and then, you know, my oldest is sitting there, Dad, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, dude. Like, everything's going to be all right. Promise I'm not mad at you, but if that server doesn't show up in the next 10 seconds. This uh, will be on the house. Then she was standing behind me, so I felt like a real jerk. But, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, man, you were busy. Well, not only that, but listen, like, if you're in a situation like that, you're going to do one of, you're one of two people, okay? You're either the person that you're in a situation where your kid just puked at at a restaurant, 
you're going to tip like 50% <laughs> or you're oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. Like that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and we definitely uh, we definitely tipped strong on that one. That's, um, yeah. We that's did our wise. best to clean it up and be, you know, respectful. We didn't leave it looking like a frat house. But uh, – but, but still, somebody had a somebody had a bad evening at that table. Let's just go with that. So, you know, Oof, it kind of is what it is. You know, rough. But well, the good news is, all you, is well. You got out of there. Everybody's okay yep. now. Yep, all's well in our house, and all's well in your house too. I'm assuming at the moment. That's good. That's uh, after last for. night, I live every day, day by day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just kind of trying to react. Uh, yep. I still plan, but uh, I'm just like whatever you, happens, happens. And by the time you cool down from this instance, it'll happen again. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Because that's, that's how it goes. But. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the other day issue we want to talk about. Yeah. The so, one that we had planned, speaking of right, which. Yeah. Right. So we had, a, we had an interesting experience over the weekend, my wife and I did, and it did not involve uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and one of our children getting sick. Um, but uh, so my oldest is nine. And he is, you know, he, he's plenty capable human being at this point in time. But he's got some friends in the neighborhood. They're not exactly close um, as far as proximity goes. Um, oh, you mean distance-wise? Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. it, you're talking, I mean, it's not that far. It's probably realistically half a mile, three quarters of a mile. It's a bike ride. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, and I say bike ride because for the first time over the weekend, uh, he wanted to go over to his friend's house, and it was okay, and we just let him go on the bike. We did not take him. We didn't drive him down there. We just said, yeah, go have fun, buddy. And um, tell you what, man, the first time you do that, like the first like five or ten minutes I'm sitting at home, I was like, should I go get in the car and go check? Yeah, do I need to go check? It? Yeah. Like, I, you know, and, and obviously everything was perfectly fine because we're talking about it a daddy issue on a podcast and not something far worse. But right. it's, uh, yeah, it's it's something the first time, for sure. It is. I'm that type of person, too. Uh, I think we all know that I watch a lot of, like, true crime documentaries. Mm-hmm. And so my mind will go places. I'm just like, you know, I'll just go look. I'll just right. go look. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd rather know sooner and, and be able to do something about it. Well, you know, statistically speaking, you're fine. Oh, the, absolutely. The math is on your side on that one. You're completely fine. Absolutely. So. In both the areas that you and I live in, I mean, it's right. The, the odds are slim, thankfully. Actually, the only thing I really have to worry about in my neighborhood is my daughter, is, she's five, but every time we make a left or a right out of the neighborhood, we stare at like a field where they have horses and a donkey. Oh, crap. And my daughter <laughs> loves the donkey. Uh, for whatever reason. And so every time we leave now, we wave to the donkey. So nice. my real fear is, is that she's going to go in, get in the pen with the donkey, and be <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And I don't know what that donkey likes people. Yeah, right. I, what's I, up, donkey? I don't know anything about his social like skills. <laughs> is he going to kick? Is she going to be able to ride him? And that might be even worse. I don't know. Yeah, right. So I that's mean, the only thing I'm really worried about. She probably wants a pony before she rides a pony. Oh, and she's of really going to want a pony. Yeah, I, I need to not let that happen. Yes. Uh, although, <laughs> if I could just get a pony and leave it in that field with those people, pay like rent, right. that'd be cool. You guys want to foster her pony? I don't they, know. They might be game for that. There's a lot of people that do that. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. So. Uh, but anyway, so that's the daddy issues. Like myself, that day is coming. Yes. Because I've, I've realized about, my, like, I'm a helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I used to make fun of people like that, but now I have kids. And I'm like, well, yeah. But I assume I'll, I'll probably let them go. Um, I think there's different grades to the helicopter parent thing, too. Yeah? Because for the longest time, like, I feel like there's a lot of times, like, I'll just kind of let my kids, you know, I, I don't want to say run wild, but I'll kind of just let them do their thing. But there are definitely some instances where I am, like, all up in their business and I don't need to be. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't think there's necessarily a rhyme or reason to it. I just think it's one of those things that happens. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. And when I catch myself doing it, I feel bad, but I don't necessarily change my behavior. So I guess it's not that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, you can you can apologize for caring. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so anyway. All right, but that's it. That's it for daddy issues. Yeah. And I think we will go ahead, because we do have a lot to talk about, especially on the TV front. Because uh, um, a new series is, is popping off, and the second episode dropped today. Uh, yes. But by the time that this podcast comes out, it will be Monday. Uh, so it'll be a good catch-up before episode three of Moon Knight drops. But we'll talk about Moon Knight right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, all right so episode two of moon knight dropped uh yes, it did. and it was I'm, I'm gonna say it I, I think if you were on the fence about enjoying the show from the first episode this episode probably really drew you in a lot more dude it was a banger i was um i was i'll be honest i was a little iffy after the first episode just because of how hard it was to follow it was fun like it was a fun watch it was interesting <laughs> Um, I actually, and, and this might've helped me a little bit, but you know, Steph didn't watch it with me the first week. Okay. So I ran through the first episode before I watched the second episode and I picked up a lot more in the first episode on the second watch. Yeah. Like a lot more. And I think that might've helped me in the second episode, but, uh, but the second episode was a lot more, um, I think it was a lot more cohesive and it was a lot more consistent action. As far as that goes. Oh, absolutely. You get to see a couple of the suits, um, which I thought was cool. You get to see a lot more exposure of Mark Spector. Yes, know. which I think was super needed. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, in the first one, you really, like, unless you're really paying attention, unless you just know the whole backstory and everything, you basically think you're watching a show about this weeb that, you know, falls in and out of consciousness and does crazy stuff in his sleep, which right. that's what, what you were watching. Yeah, which is true, but, <laughs> you know, but it's not. It's not. It doesn't even begin to tell the story, and I, I feel like they began to tell the story in the second episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, they did. And uh, I also really enjoyed it because you got a lot more of action. Yes. Right? And then you, and by action, you see, you, you see Moon Knight in action, which mm-hmm. is the really cool part. And then it was also really enjoyable because you get to see a different suit show up. Yes. You get to see the Mr. K suit, which I love. I think that's a great suit. That suit, suit, which is so sweet, which I'm pretty sure appeared uh, in Warren Ellis' run on Moon Knight Mm -hmm. is where that suit comes from. And it just looks so cool. And the way that it appears is great, too. Yeah. My my personal thing is, and I hate to spoil it, but when Mark Spector sees the suit in the reflection, 
He's like, we look like a, a crazy Colonel Sanders. What is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was, that like, was I just love that. Um, so, but it was really cool to see that. It was cool to see um, how people see the enemies, right? Yeah. So the average person apparently is not seeing the, the Egyptian jackals running around. Obviously, nobody can see Kanshu. Right. Um, but the, the visual of Kanshu is really cool. It's so good. Like, Isn't I that really cool? like the visual of Kanshu a lot. Yeah, it's really good. And, um, you know, as far as it goes, I'm glad that you get to see more of Layla. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Uh, you get to find out her backstory with Mark a little bit better. Uh, and then it, it was cool to see a little bit more of Ethan Hawke's character. Yeah. It was I kinda... mean, you, you saw plenty of him in the first episode, but in this one you get to you kind of see he feels a little more evil. But he, yeah. but he's my he's my favorite type of antagonist. Uh, and I'll explain that. What I mean is my favorite type of villain in any type of comic book or TV show is the villain who really thinks what they're doing is the right thing. Yeah, you can kind of you can kind of see their motivation and you can kind of see even if you don't agree with them. Right. You yeah. could see why you, they think you the could way they somehow do. sympathize with that. Or right. you, at the very least, you could say, oh, I could see myself going about this far. They just went a little further, and that's where they tip yeah. and, and go into villainy. And I think that's one of my favorite parts. Um, so I, I found that that was very interesting. You find out his history uh, with being an avatar of Kanshu, uh, being the Moon Knight, if you will. Uh, I don't know if they said it. In this episode, I'll have to watch it again. Uh, but I know they said Avatar, but I really like the phrase fist. I'm yeah, the fist. The fist of Kanchu. Which is cool because I, I like that in Jason Aaron's Avengers run. Uh, that's, there's a whole arc where Moon Knight just bodies the Avengers. <laughs> right? I'm talking Doctor Strange, Thor, everyone. Uh, and the way he does it is really cool because he is the fist of Kanchu. It's it's yeah. awesome. Um, it's also it really helps when the writer really likes the character because they make him way cooler. Yes, and uh, also Jason Aaron is probably one of my favorite writers anyway. Uh, so it's it's awesome to see that. So if you guys aren't familiar with the comics and you want to see Moon Knight do some really cool stuff, check out the latest run on Avengers by Jason Aaron. Um, Moon Knight does some cool stuff. Yeah, some that, real cool stuff. That would be a good, you know, a good first exposure to the character. Yeah, I, it does require a little bit of knowledge of the character, uh, but if you don't have it, you still enjoy it because the art's incredible, uh, and then you you get a little backstory which shows up, which is really cool. So definitely check that out. But as far as uh, the second episode goes, I feel it escalated well. I would give it a yes. grade. I'd give it, you know. We should have a fun way to grade Moon Knight episodes. You know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? I'm thinking like a 10 or an A is a full moon. Okay. Right, like a B is like a three quarters. C would be a I half. I, 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 like that? I feel you. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give this one a three quarters moon. I'm going to go with that too. Uh, I'm going to go with that too. I think there's still, and I, and I have no reason to believe that it's not heading in the right direction here, but I believe there's still a little bit of work that needs to be done to really grab the audience and have the audience fully understand. But, um, but they definitely, if you're talking about steps in a series, they made some really solid ones between episode one and episode two. Um, 
one of the things I loved about episode two um, was in the very beginning, and, um, you know, spoilers in three, two, one. Uh, in the very beginning, when he goes to the security camera at the museum, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, no, 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 you, you have to." Yeah, and I can't, I can't do Stephen Grant's accent. I'll, I'll botch it real bad. I'm just not going to do it. He's like, "Hey, you, you got to see this. You got to see what was attacking me and all this." And and all you see is him running around. And then the guy's like, "Are you the one that trashed the bathroom?" <laughs> like, dude, what you doing there? <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was, I, I thought that was really a great way to start that episode. Because I agree. Yeah, because it does answer some things, right? Because after the end of the first episode, you're wondering, like, is anybody going to notice this? Right, right. And, you know, you, you've got Moon Knight comes in at the end of episode one and just beats the holy living daylights out of that jackal. Yeah, which and, was awesome. Yeah, that was cool as could be. But they ended the episode on him walking away. And, uh, you know, then you go into the direct aftermath and, you know, Steven takes over, and he is not ready to try to explain what happened by any means. Not at all. And uh, I, I loved how, you know, he went through the journey of trying to figure it out in this episode. Yes. Because he takes the audience on the journey. Right, which is super cool. And I love to being, yeah, I hate to say active participant in the show because you're not. You're just watching. But, but I, when you feel like you are, it's really cool. And I feel like in this show, you have to feel like an active participant. This isn't something you can just put on and, and catch glimpses of while you're, you know, cooking dinner or something like that. Right, you're yeah, you have to. so much. You have to really watch it. Yeah, and um, I, I really dig the way they brought that around and they brought, you know, some of the some of the big questions that we had after episode one, at least for me, they brought it much more into focus Absolutely. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, for Moon Knight, since we... Oh, wait. Give me a moon grade. Uh, uh, three, three quarter. quarter. Three quarter. Good, good. So, one of the things I want to talk about is Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow. Mm-hmm. Harrow? Harrow? I think it's Harrow. Um, there was a fun theory about who his character actually is after the first episode of Moon Knight dropped. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. So I'm going to tell you what the theory was. The theory was is that his character is actually Dracula okay. in the MCU. Okay. And that I, could work. I like that a lot. And here's uh, some of the support that, that came from that. Uh, and by the way, shout out to Sheldon uh, on Twitter, DBA Sheldon. He's the one who made the Wolverine uh, helmet for me. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you can check that out. But anyway... One of the reasons that they were talking about that is this show takes place where? In London. Yeah, in London. At the end of Eternals, where's Black Knight? Dude, I fell asleep in, in Eternals. Okay. So <laughs> I the, tried. <laughs> the credit scene at the end of Eternals shows Black Knight uh, about to pick up the ebony blade. He, okay. He's in London. Okay. Yeah. And the voice you hear is that of Blade. The Vampire Hunter, who's True. also in London. Okay. So now you've got these two characters who are Black Knight, not so much traditionally, but easily could be folded into the Midnight Suns mm-hmm. in London. Uh, why would they be there? Why would Blade specifically be there? Hunting Dracula seems like a really good, really good that option. That seems like solid motivation. And then you think of his powers in the show when he judges people and they're found guilty, what happens to them? 
they're drained of their life force. Yeah. And oh. I could see the MCU bringing in vampires, but having them be energy vampires or life force vampires instead of like your classic, I'm going to bite your neck and suck your blood. 30s era blood suckers, yeah. yeah. Or the Michael Morbius movie right. vampires. <laughs> right, Um Which we'll get to that we'll get in to a little that. while too. But um, <laughs> I, I just thought that that theory held water, if you will. That does, I mean... Now, after watching the second episode, I'm less inclined to think that's the case. But it wouldn't blow my mind if by the end of episode six, they're like, hey, guess what? Yeah, yeah, it it would make sense. I mean, crazier things have happened. Absolutely. So that could definitely, yeah, that could definitely be put together and do well. So that does it for Moon Knight. I, yep. believe, I believe you have some, I don't know if it's a rumor, a theory, or if it's actually no, it's happening. Fact. It's, it's a fact. fact. Um, I'm yeah. actually excited about this one. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited too. I don't get to talk about Star Trek much on the show, but uh, <laughs> so Star Trek Picard season two is right in the middle right now. It is very entertaining, and they brought, season two brought a few Next Generation characters back that people were really excited about, one being Q, uh, also uh, Guinan, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character, mm-hmm. came back for an episode. Um, and it, they do a really good job of blending old and new in that show. I just have to say that I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying that show of all the new Star Trek shows. It's easily my favorite. Um, but so on April 5th is first contact day in Star Trek lore. That's the day that the uh, humans had first contact with aliens and every first contact day, there's always some celebration stuff and things like that this year. The big news that we got is when Star Trek Picard Season 3 airs, which will be the final season, they are bringing back not one character from The Next Generation, but all of them. All of them? All of the major characters. So you've Wait, got... Okay, major characters. Run but, through them, and I'll see if you name off the guy I'm interested in. So Jonathan Frakes... I mean, he was in it anyway. Uh, Will Riker's coming back. Deanna Troy's coming back. Okay. Dr. Crusher's coming back. All right. Uh, Brent Spinner is coming back. I mean, he's he's been in it as about every member We're of the Data, family. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and he was Data in season one for a little bit. Um, Michael Dorn is coming back as Worf, Worf mm-hmm. which that that's the one. Like, of anybody who deserves their own show, that's the dude right there. I would watch Worf. Oh my god, that'd be cool. Yeah. So um, they have confirmed all of them. Uh, Jordy LaForge, Lavar Burton is coming back mm-hmm. as well. I right. think that's everybody. I don't really? think I missed anybody. <sighs> who are you wondering about? I want to know if Will Wheaton is coming back. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. That that question is all over Star Trek Twitter right now, whether or not Wesley will show up. Wesley um, Crusher? I, I hope he does. I, I hope he does. And I hope he's in about 10 minutes of one episode and Picard just looks at him and is like, shut up, Wesley. And then that's it. That's all I want. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if they show him and he's actually like grown into like a like a really cool captain? Right. Well, he uh, at the end of The Next Generation, he went off with the, I think the guy's name was the Traveler. It was that weird, like, interdimensional Yeah, bro, are you okay? Dude. Blink twice if you're in danger. Yeah, so, I mean, he, God only knows where this dude's at at this point. But I would be, I'd be cool with Wesley Crusher showing up. I'd like to know what, what the heck's been going on with him. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in that. I think it's really cool they're bringing the original cast from The Next Generation back. Um, I hope 
And and this show's done so well with blending old cast and new cast already. I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I do hope that they don't introduce all the TNG characters and then just take the Picard characters and kind of shove them by the wayside because some of the characters you want make them, are so awesome. I want to make all the current ones matter. Yeah, and yeah. and I can't see them doing that because they've put so much effort into you know into the characters in the. Uh, you know, in the series and everything like that. It's like that. the first, they had a whole two seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah So absolutely. you can't just shuffle them aside. No, I mean, it, you know, it'd be like Discovery going through three captains and two, uh, never mind. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> a little salty there. It's oh, okay. no, 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 no. Discovery comes around and around and around and around. So, but yeah, that's, that's the only first contact news, but it's good news. And actually, Picard season three is already done filming. Yeah, they, they recorded season two and three together. Um, so I think they partially did that to help keep with some secrecy because Jonathan Frakes directs a lot of Star Trek. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, he he directs a good number of episodes of all the series uh, and has been for a long time. Several of That's the movies cool. have been his, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a really actually a solid director. I uh, believe First Contact was one of his. That's really cool. But, uh, but I yeah. think of him on, um, if it's not Star Trek, I think of him on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't help it. I just do. Um, but, uh, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we got to get through the rest of Season 2. And so far, Season 2 is doing well. Episode 6 dropped today. I've only got through about 10 minutes of it. So I liked those 10 minutes. But, uh, you know. We'll, we'll see how it goes from here. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you another question because obviously you're a Paramount guy. Sure. Uh, and I have not yet oh, yeah. reached the peak of entertainment, uh-huh. which great slogan on their part. Yep. Uh, how's Halo? Yeah. Yeah, how is Halo anyway? Um, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say about Halo. Um, I, was, I was reserved about this because the showrunners came out and said that they did not reference the source material when putting the show together. That's a great way to make me real cautious. That's a great way to make me not interested. But I, I did, I put it on, so I put it on one night as kind of background, and I looked at it a couple of times. And, and the reason that I was watching it is because I kept hearing, I was playing with the kids. I think I was playing chess with Logan. And... Uh, I kept hearing the sounds from the game. And I'm like, okay. But then, like, I kept looking up, and I was like, all right, um, this is interesting. I, I don't know, dude. Like, it feels like a CW show. I got you. Um, it, the action's cool. The CGI is just, I mean, wow. It's not good. It is not good. See, that was misleading. You were like, wow. And I was like, really? And then you're like, it's oh, yeah. not good. No, it's, oh, okay. it's rough. It's, it's, I mean, there's a point where uh, one of the Spartans drops a, a battle rifle on the ground. And it, I mean, <laughs> dude, it, it looks like it was from a PlayStation 2 game. Oof. I mean, I was like, what the hell is this? Not even a 360. Huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was dicey. But, I mean, here, here's what I'll say. I think if, if it can pull a decent story together... You know, it, it might be worth a watch, but they've they've made too many mistakes, and it just feels too cheap for me to really appreciate the show. I got you. Like Spartan one one seven takes his helmet off. He he almost it almost looks like they're trying to make him Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. They're not doing that really well. I either. could see that vibe. I could yeah. see it. yeah, but it doesn't work in Halo. 
It's true. It doesn't I, work. I need I'm Master sorry. Chief to be. You know, we. I think we talked about this. It was like in the Mandalorian when Dan Dejarin takes his helmet off. Right. You lose something. You lose something. But but they did it well enough, and then the follow up, everything else was good. That you're like, no, this is fine. I'm fine with this. Uh, it's kind of the same way when Kylo Ren took his helmet off right. in The Force Awakens. I was like, what? No. Right. Well, and and, So and I don't think I ever want to see Master Chief's face. What's funny, too, is it, I'm glad you mentioned The Mandalorian because when the Master Chief is in the show, in the suit, in the combat scenario, when he talks, they had to use the exact same voice-changing thing or whatever right. as The Mandalorian because like, I heard it, I'm like, that's... That's Din Djarin. Are you kidding me? I, yeah. I I don't know, man. I'm not. I you know if if we're gonna give this on a scale, let's let's give it on a scale of uh, like you know let let's let's give it on a scale of um of the little swords. I don't even know what they call them, but I'm giving it one out of five. It's just I'm rough. Not, I'm sorry. Oh, all right, I'd, all right. I'd love to. I'd love to like it, but I just can't. Yeah, it's one of those things I I want so bad to like it, but I just don't. Yeah, if if you don't ha- if you have Paramount Plus already, give it a watch and give it. You know, it, I'm just one dude. You know, give it give it a good watch and see what you think. If you don't have Paramount Plus, save your six dollars, and uh, you know it's it's all right. So there you go. All right, okay, we'll take it. We will take it. Hopefully, the showrunners of Halo will take it too. Yeah, I'm uh, obviously they're listening. Yeah, I'm sure they care a whole lot about what I have to say, but you know, still, you never know. <laughs> well, they didn't care a whole lot about what three four three did with the game, so I mean, oof, that's tough. Just saying. All right, okay. So <laughs> what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna move on to uh, the film segment. So let's get let's get the movies in, baby. Let's do it. All right, so if you listen to episode 88, you know that we talked about the Sony Pictures Marvel-adjacent movie, uh, Morbius. Yes. And uh, we none of us were too, uh, too surprised to see that the critics were just absolutely roasting that poor movie. Uh, and I was kind of interested to see one of my favorite things uh, when I see critics' reviews come out is to look on Rotten Tomatoes and see what the audience score is because I feel like the audience score I typically more agree with. Uh, here's looking at you, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, <laughs> even though it's still not my favorite movie, I, I was more in line with the critic our audience on that one than I was critics. And I feel like we're experiencing the same type of thing with this Morbius movie because even though... The critics' uh, tomato meter puts it at a whopping seventeen percent. Seventeen. That is certified garbage, according to Rotten Tomato standard. <laughs> uh, the audience score on that one is seventy percent. Yeah, which still leaves a lot of room for interpretation, but that is a hell of a deviation. Yeah. So the critics' uh, score is aggregated from two hundred and fifteen reviews. Yeah. The audience score is from 2,500 plus verified ratings. So That's interesting. And the Metacritic's got it at a 36. Yeah. Oof. So it's right 
It's but, not in like, the middle. It's lower okay. middle. So last week I wasn't interested in going to see this movie at all. Now, like I would have caught it like as soon as it hit streaming or something like that. Now I think I might go see it just to see which side of the coin I fall on. Because I want to know. You know, it's funny. I feel like that's what people are doing with this movie because it, I mean, it hit 39 million in the opening weekend, which was higher, quite a bit higher yeah, than the projections. It, it outperformed their projections, which if you're really into what Sony's doing right now with mm-hmm. their Spider-Man villain verse for lack of a better term, that number should matter to you because everyone knows money talks. Well, not only that, but internationally, opening weekend it made an additional 44 million so, so this, this thing's movie, pushing 83 million and i think it was projected i think the studio wanted it to make 90 well it's not bad so that's not bad i mean it's and this is only week one by the yeah. way yeah now you know i am i am reading here you know it's going up against sonic the hedgehog 2 this weekend so it is expecting to drop about 60 percent of its audience weekend yeah. over weekend which is that hurts, but um, it's that's also still, not that, shocking. That still should push them over 90, though. It should push them over 100. Right. I so. mean, between international and everything, because, I mean, that would amount to about 15 million domestic plus, you know, let's call it another 20 million international. internationally. So you're looking at another 35, maybe? Maybe. That's maybe. not bad. I mean, that, that could be real optimistic, but, um, you know, Variety's, Variety's saying domestic, it should, should hit about 15 to 17 million this weekend, so... We'll see. Um, that's a whole lot more than I expected. Truth Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the way it was just filleted and roasted, uh, you know, I just thought this thing was going to tank and quietly go away after a week. Yeah, the, the quote in the headline was, this movie sucks more than just blood. Yeah, was that just, was so harsh. That was the oof of the day. That, that one was harsh. <laughs> um, however, like I said, I think I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, I, you know, I could I can entertain the idea if I have a little bit of free time or something like that. Morbius is... Uh, uh, it's not a character that I'm like enamored with or anything, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm probably in the majority because it's you know we're talking about a hundred million dollars and not eight hundred million. But right, yeah, it's not doing the Batman numbers. No, but it could still be. I mean, it could still be a decent flick. This might be one of those that um, isn't received as well as it probably should be. But it, you know, a couple years from now, we might be talking a whole lot differently about this movie. You think it films a cult following? Maybe. Maybe. I think I think it's possible. One of the things I was interested in is uh, when I was at uh, the comic shop this past week for a new comic book day, which is obviously the best day of the week, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday, for those of you who aren't initiated. Uh, the shop owner, uh, it was Bugs Comics, so Larry. Yeah. Bugs. Uh, he was talking about, and he said, the movie itself leaned much more into being a vampire movie, so like kind of a horror movie. And really gets away from a superhero film. So if you're not familiar with the character of Morbius and you just like Marvel movies, which is pretty common, uh, especially in today's film landscape, you know, you go see this movie and it's a lot different than what you're thinking. Uh, That could turn you off. Or, you know, if you're into horror anyway, this could really like amp it up for you. Uh, Right. I'm thinking very specifically of Blade in the, the very late 90s. Um, nobody knew that that was a comic book movie. No. Except for the people who knew knew, which I knew, but that's not why I went and saw it with my dad. My dad was like, cool, Wesley Snipes is going to be, he's going to be out here just just 
dishing it cold to these vampires that, and, and he did it was awesome that was that was my dad too he's like you want to go see the movie with the guy with a sword uh yeah yep. yeah i'm yep. going let's go i mean you know so where are you guys going we're going to the movies to see wesley snipes stake people and you're like okay yeah <laughs> well back then wesley snipes was freaking awesome like he was doing all kinds of action movies and oh yeah you know and then he shows up in blade and i i mean truth be told when i saw it i didn't know it was a comic book movie either i did the only reason i knew it was because Blade was in uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series Aha. with okay. the laser sword and the motorcycle that would drive up buildings and stuff like that. Gotcha. And he's okay. in, in that show, he's hunting Spider-Man because he thinks Spider-Man's a vampire. Right. And he's also after Morbius. <laughs> so Interesting. I was uh, interested to see how that goes. Apparently, there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs in the film, though. That could be fun. That could be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of, now I think I might go give it a give it a viewing. Softened up a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I could see it. I yeah, I could see that. I I could kind of agree to do that too. The thing is with with the like the MCU movies, you know they're going to hit Disney Plus eventually. So if it's one that you're not gung-ho for, it's not the end of the world. But these right. Sony ones, where the hell are they streaming those? I don't know. I mean, like they'll show up on FX and FXX and yeah. Or they show up on like um, stars, stars unlimited. Yeah, or something. they they and end like, up on stars. Show up? Which I'm far, I don't have stars at all. Oh, like I don't either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if, if you were a fan of Morbius and you were a little dismayed by our our last episode, you might actually enjoy this film. So yeah. you should definitely go check it out. People are saying so with their dollars, and that's usually the thing that makes all the difference. So you should definitely go check that out. Now, here's the real question: being that you have children. And I have children, and it looks really cool. I'm not taking my kids to this. Well, of course not, but... My five-year-old would not sleep. Like, that's just the way that is. Do you want to see Sonic 2? I never saw Sonic 1. Okay, I get that. But let's be real, though. Do you know why I would consider going to see... Actually, you know me well enough to know this. Why would I consider going to see Sonic 2? Well, one of the big reasons I want to see it is because I want to see Idris Elba's That's it. That's it. I want to see... Like, I just... I don't know that I can see that guy or hear him and not enjoy right. the film. There's also a lot of talk that this might be Jim Carrey's last movie. That I'm not as concerned which, with. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. Like, every time Sonic 2 pops up, I think, man. I, I you want to see Tails? I could, I could be entertained with seeing, well, more Knuckles. Well, of course, yeah. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I could be entertained by that. I don't know. I think my kids would like it. but I just can't believe, one, that we're getting a movie that's so close to the video game that I think a lot of right. us were defined by right uh, in our gaming experience in the mid, that's still kind of early 90s. Early to mid 90s, yeah. And then uh, I can't believe that we're getting it so closely um, to the source material, but I also can't believe it took this long. Is that that's surprising true. to you as well? It's it's a little surprising. I mean, they, you can tell that Hollywood's reaching uh, for some of the intellectual properties and things like that. Yeah, especially with um, all these new streaming services. My well, God. Yeah. And I, I just saw the, the newest movie poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie that's supposed to be coming out around holidays. Um, it's which, a me, Mario. It's a me, Star-Lord. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, you know, it, it could be awesome. Um, it could be not. You know, I know I'll end up going to the theater to see Mario because my kids will make me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's got to be better than the one that had Dennis Hopper and John Leguizamo in it. 
uh, Super Mario Bros. Early nineties. Yeah, yeah. That one was tough. Say, yeah, that, that was that tough was, to watch. That was challenging for sure. But uh, and I love John Leguizamo. That I whole movie too. though was just set up to fail. Yeah, yeah. John Leguizamo peaked when he was the clown in Spawn, though. I mean, I think we can both agree on that. Disagree. He's had a real resurgence as Bruno. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Encanto. I'll take your word for it. I haven't had to watch that one yet. <laughs> that's it. I know I know everybody talks about it, but that's still a really good movie. That's uh, cool. Anyway, I think that's it. That's it yeah. for movies this week. Like, it's a little light, and we're okay with that. Uh, there was a new poster that dropped for... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. and it looked really good. And interestingly enough, Scarlet Witch is like the centerpiece of the of the poster. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, and I'm okay with that for a couple of reasons. I think we all know, right? Uh, but right. it could mean you know she could have a lot more to do with this movie uh, than than we've been banking on, and I'm cool with that too. I have a feeling we're going to run into that. Yeah, I mean, we don't really the next. Major movie release between now and Doctor Strange is the new Fantastic Beast movie, if you're into that kind of thing. Other than that, yeah. we got a little bit of time to hang out. Which is cool. I'm yeah. all right with that. I'll play some video games. Hmm? Woo! There Speaking of those video games, let's transition on into them, my friend. Let's do it. One of the things that I really love about video game news is on the days I ask to build an agenda, uh, show notes, stuff like that, stuff to talk about, video games is always up in the air. Right. right. Because it just feels like news always drops on, what, Wednesday? Yeah, it's funny because there's been at least two or three times in the past couple of months where we've been talking about agenda items. It's like, uh, games, I don't know, it's been kind of quiet. And then by the time the show hits... We got two or three things, and it's like, oh, yep, that happened. That happened <laughs> indeed. And uh, the that happened moment of the week this week, uh, I'm I'm actually, the more I think about it, the more excited I am about this. Uh, Max Payne 1 and 2 are getting remade. I'm actually excited about um, this too. Yes, and uh, Rockstar, according to everything I've read, Rockstar is putting quote-unquote triple A level money into these remakes. I love it. Which is just love killer. It. So Max Payne was the first one to introduce like the bullet time where you could do the slow-mo thing when you're shooting people. And it was it was a lot of fun. They, they, Max Payne came out on the heels of when Grand Theft Auto 3 got big. It's true. Yeah. Max so that Payne was what, 2002? Up. It was, yeah, it was 2003? a while back. Um, so yeah, we're looking at 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to seeing these games remade. I think, you know, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we could use a bit of a fresh take on the shooter thing. And uh, even though this isn't really a fresh take, it kind of is because it's something that really hasn't been done too much, uh, at least true. recently. I mean, you've got yeah. like the VAT system and Fallout, but Fallout's got its own, you know, That's whatever. its own thing. It's got its own Absolutely, following. Yeah. Whatnot. Fallout, Fallout is not popular because it's a shooter. Fallout's popular for other reasons. Oh, because, uh, I mean, it's a great game. Yeah, okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the role-playing element and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. Did you play all the Max Payne games or just the... Uh, uh, well, there's like three of them, right? There's, uh, yeah, there's three, I believe. So I think I played, and this was a long time ago when they came out. A lot of life has happened for me since then, mm-hmm. obviously. I uh, played one and two. Three, I don't really remember. You I, know what I do remember, though? 
Uh huh. I remember the Max Payne movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking when the Max Payne movie came out, like, why do we need this? Oh, no one asked for it. Yeah, but nobody I, asked for it. But you better believe I went and saw it. <laughs> right, I right. did. That was back when I could just go to the movies. It was cool. I am curious why they're not remaking the third game. I mean, if you're going to do the first two, why not? And and Remedy Entertainment is involved in these. I mean, it's a new development agreement with Rockstar for them, and um, they're going to release them together. Maybe it's just a cost savings or something. But I would have thought that they would I would assume the only reason you don't do that is because of well. Maybe you do it and you just don't announce it. That's possible, too. Um, and then you see the success of the first two and see how it goes. Or they open it up as a possible DLC later. Like when Halo did the Master Chief collection and then ODST showed up later. Right. Or something. Um, maybe that's it. But uh, it looks like it's really, really early in the development stage. So there is no timeline whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be big and it's going to be awesome and i can't wait to play max Payne again that's going to be cool um that's the biggest news um a few other little things happened this week um was announced so nothing surprising here i was looking at the xbox game pass uh changes for april uh destiny 2 is leaving game pass uh, interesting around i i saw the 11th i think it's leaving on the 11th this doesn't surprise me since PlayStation got their hands on Bungie. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if the PlayStation Plus, uh, the new PlayStation Plus is going to have Destiny 2. It wouldn't shock me. Um, yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I pay for the darn game anyway, so it is what it is for me. Um, but I do hope that... Uh, I do hope the game doesn't lose player base or anything. The good thing is it's cross-play now, so... Right, which that's yeah. helpful. Yeah, that's definitely helpful. So, you know, if you, if you got a uh, Xbox One and a PS4 or something, you still got the options. Um, Cyberpunk, $5. <laughs> you got five bucks? You got a PlayStation that, or an Xbox? Go get Cyberpunk. That game's worth it for $5. Dude, I, I, I'll tell you, like we were talking about before the show, Cyberpunk was a good game that just had a really unfortunate It was a horrible cycle. rollout. It was so bad. Um but I, it, it should have been so good. Yeah, I didn't have the glitches that a lot of people did. Uh, and I, I caught a few, uh, and then I was, I don't know if you were one of these people, uh, but you got the refund? I did not get the refund. I, I, went I got the refund. The game. I yeah. got the refund because I was like, man, I don't want to just wait and keep doing this, and it's awful. And then, as it turns out, not too long after that, I sold my Series X anyway. Right, right. Yeah. So you were playing that game on the Series X? I was, yeah. Okay, because I knew people that were playing it on the Xbox One or the PS4 that were having problems, significant problems. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any problems. I mean, you know, there were a couple points where it was a little laggy, but, dude, every game's like that. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, for 5 bucks, I think I'm going to pick it up on the PlayStation and see how it's different. Um, oh, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, if not? anything, you can recreate the genitals of your character. Oh, right, right, yeah. exactly. Remember that very, yes. that oddly important stage of creating your character? That oddly important stage of character correction that, of course, everybody on Twitter had to talk about. And, uh, you know, there's there's two kinds of people in this world when you have major customization with characters. There's the You're either like, I want a pretty normal-looking person, and <laughs> I'm going to roll that out, and it's cool. Or you've got, 
I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a, a woman with pink hair and a giant and there's literally no middle ground whatsoever. Mine actually, I went the opposite way. I'd like the really buff muscle dude and get him a vagina. <laughs> oh well, that works. Yeah, because I was like, you know, yeah, let's make him interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, <laughs> the, you know, a little chaotic evil never hurt anybody. But um, but no, I thought the game was good. Um, you know, for five bucks, I mean, if you're if you're looking for something to play, pick it up. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely worth five. Um, also, on the realm of less expensive gaming options, um, those of you who are in our age group and may or may not have been fans of uh, the Japanese RPGs that ruled the 90s, uh, today, April the 7th, uh, Chrono Cross Remastered came out on the PlayStation. Uh, it is, I went to buy it today. I didn't pre order it, so, you know, shame on me, but who cares? I. Uh, Fired up my PS5 today to go ahead and uh, buy it, and it's only $19.99. That's so a good deal. That is a easy, like, if you if you do the RPG thing. If you don't, I'm sorry, you, you can go ahead and shut your earphones off for a second. But if you, if you do the RPG thing and you have fun with those kind of games where you can invest, this game has 54 playable characters. Uh, you cannot get all the playable characters in one playthrough. You have to play it through at least twice. Sometimes I think I got all fifty-four when I was a kid. I didn't have any friends, um, but uh, you still don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As I sit here, right? But uh, it took me three playthroughs to get all the characters, and I enjoyed every playthrough. It was a lot of fun. Um, you can sink a lot of time and a lot of effort into this game. So for twenty bucks, you. You do it. Worth it. Do your thing, dude. If you've Seriously. got that time to kill. Yeah. See, that's the caveat these days, though. Like, that's true. I need that 20-minute multiplayer battle royale match, and that's all i got time for. Well, and, and what I have seen is they don't have save states in this game, so it's not like you can just save in the middle of a dungeon or something like that, but it did open up where you can save in more places, significantly more places than the original PlayStation 1 version. So, you know, that's, you know, kind of a cool, I guess a cool trade-off for those of us of the ADD generation. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. The only other really solid release that I've heard, and I... I Are you going to do it? Are you going to pull the trigger on this? I think I've got to. Uh, Lego Star Wars St- Skywalker Saga. Um, man, everything I've heard about this is just awesome. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's, it's 60, 70 bucks, but I might just have to pick that one up and go through it. Just might have to. Yep. Sometimes it's worth yep. it. I don't know. I'd like to know what my, uh, what our friends and neighbors on the, uh, force dyad would have to say about that game. Yeah. Sean, John, yeah. you got Ob- anything for me? Obi Sean, Jai John. Well, no, because you know how much yep. Obi Sean loves Lego too. Oh, I know. This That's like is, the it's like the marriage of his sort of thing and TK as well. Yeah, the, those two. If they haven't already beaten the game yet, I'd be surprised. It's only been out for a few days, but uh, hey, you, know, you get sucked in. You get sucked in. You get. I mean, that's just the way it is. And what a great place to be. You're in the flow then, right? Right. right. Such a good place to be. Yeah, you get in that groove, and it's just there. Uh, speaking of flow and groove, I happen to be in one when yeah. I read comics. You yes. want to do comics? Let's do comics. Let's do it.
yeah, like I said earlier, I stopped by Bugs Comics, and that's when I was talking to Larry about Morbius. And uh, he had some good books out this week. There were a lot of really cool things. I uh, missed going last week, so I ended up picking up um, Amazing Spider-Man number 93, uh, which is where Ben Riley and Peter Parker, of course, do what they do, and they fought. Uh, it was cool, but it was really? also kind of tragic to, to see. It was tragic. It was also cool to see what happened to Ben Riley, who is the clone of Spider-Man, uh, and wore the mantle of Spider-Man for a while in the late 90s with an awesome outfit, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, he's also where Spider Carnage comes from. He was the character that wore the Carnage symbiote. Uh, and uh, a lot of really cool stuff there. But uh, that uh, the Beyond chapter of Amazing Spider-Man that's currently going on uh, is kind of wrapping. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out, in my mind, why in the world they let the Beyond Corporation exist. Because in the past like <laughs> five to seven years of Amazing Spider-Man comics, I feel like the Beyond Corporation has been a real problem. Uh, it's kind of like Oscorp. Like, you just don't let it be. It's right, like, right. Like Why the, are you still here? It's like the Umbrella Corp of New York <laughs> City and Marvel. Like, you just, no, you, you're done. No mas. Oh, uh, so yes. I was interested in that. But uh, the series has been good. I've been really enjoying Amazing Spider-Man. I uh, enjoyed uh, Zeb Wells and um, oh, McKay, whose first name escapes me. I'm sorry. Horrible. Uh, but it's it's been a really fun ride uh, with Peter and Ben Riley, uh, and to see where Ben ends up as the clone of Spider Man, but kind of coming into his own again for this decade uh, has been cool. However, those were that is not the books uh, that I really want to talk about because that was last week's book. Uh, this week I want to talk about Batman number one twenty two. It is the Shadow War Part Two, which I know you're like, what's the Shadow War? I'm glad you asked. Uh, because it involves one of my favorite villains for Batman. Uh, just because I think once you take Batman out of Gotham, he needs a higher level villain. And for me, that's always, that's Raj Al Ghul. Yeah. Like I need, I need those types of villains to really challenge Batman outside of Gotham and within it as well. Uh, but I, I think he's much more of an international threat. Uh, and when Batman goes on those types of capers, I that's the villain I want to see. Uh, so in Shadow War, it turns out, here's the solicit for it. I think you guys are going to love this. So Raj Ghul is dead, and Talia, his daughter, is out for revenge. Batman is on the case to find Deathstroke before Talia's elite killers do. But Batman starts to piece together that not everything is what it seems in Raj's death and knows whom he must interrogate to get answers. Talia herself. That's <laughs> right. Can the two former lovers ever work together again? Plus, you get a backup tale showing the secret first fight between Batman and Deathstroke. Which... Sounds awesome. Which actually is awesome. I love Deathstroke as a character. And obviously, I love Batman. Uh, So, the first fight between them... I mean, that seems kind of like a you're going to want to buy this for this. Right. Uh, uh, Anyway, I picked it up. Anyway, I haven't read yet because dead stuff, but I plan on doing so this weekend... Uh, however, thumbing through it, the art is just so good. I dig the cover. Oh, the cover's great. I dig great. the cover. That looks really cool. Yeah, the cover's got uh, Batman on it and, of course, Talia behind him, Yeah, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so that is something I'm definitely looking forward to. The issue continues from Shadow War Alpha, number one, which was a single one-shot. And then, of course, uh, the third part of Shadow War is continued in Deathstroke, Inc., number eight. So, uh, obviously, it's a Batman-Deathstroke crossover, and what better way than to do that than show him 
uh, Batman and Deathstroke working their way through the League of Assassins. So it just kind of lo- logically makes sense if you're yeah. a fan of those areas of Batman's mythos and a fan of Deathstroke, this would be the series for you. It's also a good spot to jump in because a lot of people, thanks to our friend Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. are familiar with Ra's al Ghul and Talia. And, and, indeed. Yeah. And if you are a Batman Arkham City fan, which yes. if you're not, you need to play that game. Yes, you do. Yeah, it's probably it's up there on my list of all-time greats. I wish they'd remake that. Or do a remaster or something. That would be... They did do a remaster. Uh, did I, they? I bought the Arkham remaster pack on um, Game Pass. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. So, I got to look for that. Yeah. So, there was a remaster, not a remake, but it was still really good. Um, regardless, though, we'll just move it along. Uh, definitely read Batman 122. It's pretty cool. A lot of good stuff there. And then uh, Devil's Reign number six, which has been like the crossover kind of event. It's its own kind of... I would say mini event. Uh, it's not the summer event. It's the mini one uh, that came out of the street level Marvel heroes. So think Luke Cage, Daredevil, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Devil's Reign number six is the conclusion of that. And it is uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. His hubris as mayor of New York has cast the city in the waiting arms of a cadre of dangerous and deadly supervillains. Uh, in this series, he, he does some work to try and outlaw the actual superheroes. Right. Which leaves which them vulnerable. That always right? is a great move. That's but super smart. We're still Fisk Vendetta against the heroes who have stood against him for so long has left the city defenseless. Huh. It's like we knew. It's huh. like we knew. Now, you may think you've heard a tale like this before, but there will be no last-minute bargain struck between Fisk and the heroes, no truce to stop the fighting, and no mutual parting of ways. Just <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. Trust us, true believer, you have no idea what's coming or the effect it's going to have on the Marvel Universe. Oh, my God. Hang on to your butts. <laughs> I like how on the cover you got Daredevil just stopped. Oh, him and Fisk are going at down it. On Fisk. I also like in the background you see Luke Cage going to work too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are a fan of the uh Netflix Marvel shows, Devil's Reign is a great series for you to pick up. Uh it's actually been very good. It's been written by Chip Zdarsky, who has been doing fantastic work in the pages of Daredevil anyway. So of course he is a natural to tackle this type of story. Uh that does kind of smoothly spin out of the Daredevil ongoing over at Marvel. Uh, so I highly recommend you guys check that out. And uh, Marco, ooh, Marco Cicchetto uh, is doing. Yeah, Cicchetto, yeah. yeah, something. Yeah. Cicchetto, hey, let me see. No, it's it's Cicchetto. Okay. Is right, doing cool. phenomenal, phenomenal work yeah. on the pencils. It's great artwork and in, uh, really impressive storytelling. So my only qualm with this book, by the way, because uh, I certainly have one, is just the price tag. The price tag on that book is five ninety nine, but you do get thirty six glorious pages. So I mean, it's a little longer than your average, I yeah. guess. Uh, still, like I was just like, oof, six bucks. Like I bought it, of course I had to get it. <laughs> um, that didn't stop me, but I did stop a little bit. I was like, mm, do I need gas? Right, right. And, and the answer was no. I'll, I'm, I've been walking anyway. So yeah, uh, that's my actually with just comics in general. It's like everything else. The price is going up, but I feel like there's been like a real spike in comic books lately. Uh, when personally, I don't really think a comic book should be any more than four bucks. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that, and this is definitely a get off my lawn moment. Yeah, but, right. Uh, 
when I, you know, I remember when I was a kid, my parents would take me up like once a month to the comic book store. And Dude, and you could come out like as a bandit with just 20 bucks, 20, even 10. 20 bucks. I had all of my books for the month. Like, and you know, I walked out like a G with a whole bag full of comic books and probably had some trading cards too. Why are we not doing trading cards? Uh, trading cards are making a, they're, they're on a comeback. Yeah, but we still haven't seen, we still haven't seen Marvel or DC pick anything up yet, have we? I mean, the sports card market has definitely grown, and the Pokemon cards are what they always are. Um, but, yeah, we really just, I like, because I remember I had, like, two or three different series. A couple binders full, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Marvel Masterpieces, the really, really the gorgeous artwork on those cards. Actually, uh, one of the Marvel sets, uh, Jim Lee did every single card. That's and, a set uh, I'd still grant. Yeah. You know what? If you like stuff like that, you know where you can go find? Uh, yes, I do. Because I've spent some money at STL Comics lately That's right. my trading cards on. That's right. So. That's definitely right. I was in there, and I picked up uh, the first appearance of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. 9.0. Yeah. Worth it. Worth the scratch. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, I picked up Avengers number 58 uh, at a 4.5 CGC rating. Well, that's just worth it because I have the art in my son's bedroom. So now I've got yeah. the actual comic in there that's way older than I am. Which is really cool. I, yeah. It's weird stuff that becomes sentimental, uh, but I'm excited to have that. So, again, mm-hmm. great place to go. Absolutely. Great place to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. If you want to collect, that's the place to start. Oh, that see, that's the operative word. Yeah. So they don't do new comics. Like, you can't be a Wednesday warrior and go there. Um, but they do, like, they just, they buy out collections. And, man, if you are a collector... That's the spot. Well, he's got the he's got the back issue collections that go as low as a dollar a book, yeah, all the way up to the graded ones. Um, one thing I really like about that store is you can buy the series, yeah, the uh, collected sets, yeah, yeah. I I like that because that then you have the whole storyline right in front of your face. I actually just did that with two stories from the eighties. Uh, I did the X Men vs Fantastic Four, uh-huh. nineteen eighty six, mm-hmm. and then X Men vs Avengers from nineteen eighty seven. Yep. I got issues one through four on each of them to complete the sets, and they're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah, pretty – I mean, some of them are a little, you know, a little old because, well, they're a little old. But, yeah, right. I mean, in general, most everything you're going to pick up is pretty solid there. So, yeah. so yep. definitely go check that out. Um, and then uh, I think that does it here for us mm-hmm. on comics. I think so. So we've got just a few more chores left, and they're not even really chores. They're things that we dig doing. Uh, but let's go ahead and it's move on. the fun on. part. We will tell you guys what's going on in the Galactic Dads Network. Uh, see if there's some updates there. And, of course, we do our Patreon shout-outs because we know how much we love all of them and we get to tell everybody about that love every single episode. It's the best part. All right, let's go ahead and dive into them. Let's do it. I know you were just dying to find out, hey, what's going on in the rest of the Galactic Dads Media Network? What is going on? What is going on? Actually, what is going on? The way you just phrased that brought up a really good point. What is the Galactic Dads Media Network, Eric? That that is a great what question. What is it? What is it indeed? It's a great question. So yes. we have lots of other uh, fellow like-minded creators. You've possibly seen them on this show. We talk about folks like Obi Sean and Jedi mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. Jedi John uh, is on the show rather often. He's a member of the Galactic Dads, but he also is a member of the Force Dyad podcast. 
uh, which he started with Obi-Sean. And they go into Star Wars in a way that we never can here yep. um, because their fandom runs so much deeper. Yeah, their their level of knowledge of of the you know the material and everything is just I even, I could start now and I'd never catch even up. the even the books and the stuff that is now legend status in the actual Star Wars canon. I mean, they know it all and they go in depth about they talk about the figures, the Legos. Um, everything that has to do with the culture and fandom of Star Wars. They are, yep. of course, expert levels. And if you are a Star Wars fan, you should definitely go check out that podcast. Yep. Give them a listen, for yeah. sure. So the Force Diet podcast should have an episode 26 out uh, real shortly, and you can find them on any podcast streaming yeah. platform. They also just launched their website, too, didn't they? That is correct. Yeah, ForceDiadPod.com. I was looking at that the other day. It's a good-looking site. Mm-hmm. Obi-Sean did the legwork on that. He did. He, he did. did. He did a great job. That's awesome. Well done, man. Well yeah, done. So We certainly hope you guys go check them out and enjoy all the geeky good content that you get from them. But there's also another show on our media network, and that is the Comic Shop Couch Podcast. And, of course, that is Joe President, Superior Raw, Dickie Wren, and Marco the Heretic. They come at you live from the Comic Shop Couch. If yep. you are a fan of the comic book shop days where you go in, see a couch, and just talk comics all day, you're going to love this show. Uh, catch up with the guys as they talk about the latest in movies that they've seen and also talk a little bit more about their two-minute turn-ons, which is a hilarious segment. <laughs> it is really always really gets funny. me laughing. It, they, they'll dive in on anything from uh, Marco will tell you about NFT news, which is just mind-blowing on its own. Uh, and they'll even jump into the new science fiction stuff that they're in. Uh, Dickie Wren's an avid reader. Uh, so we're talking science fiction novels. There's a lot of stuff I've been turned on to uh, just checking out that show. So you guys should definitely check that out. They're also really funny, and I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. So so the Comic Shop Couch Podcast should have a new episode dropping sometime later this month. You guys can check that out. Episode 22, right? That is correct. Yep. And I have a special episode of the Galactic Dads podcast that I record with Superior Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a quick phone call with him and just enjoyed two guys chopping it up, man. Sweet. Chopping it up. So uh, that one's taking a little bit of editing. We had a little technical difficulties there uh, with just the quality of the recording. But uh, we'll, we'll do my best to get that out very shortly uh, because I just love having conversations with Raw. He's great. So definitely go check those shows out on the media network on wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you are looking for them on the socials, you can also find their handles in our show notes below. So definitely go check that out as well. But that takes us to one of my other favorite parts of the show. Absolutely. That's some Patreon shout outs, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So every episode, uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, at the producer level, you are mentioned on the episodes. And, of course, we love and appreciate all of the support that we get on the Patreon. So if you want to go check that out, you could watch us as we live stream these recordings, which you could be doing right now. You could. It is live on the Patreon site. Go check out patreon.com slash galacticdads and see all the different reward tiers. Uh, you could get yourself named on the show. You could also watch the live show, as we just mentioned, and get your hands on super sweet Galactic Dads merch. We're talking stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more, as well as really cool behind-the-scenes content 
that we've really been pushing out a lot lately. We've got a lot of content coming out on yes, the Patreon. Yes, we, we do. Um, we, we had a little bit of a lull for a time because we were working on refining the live streaming and working on refining a few things, yeah. but I feel like we're coming out and uh, coming out a little stronger on that. We are and, definitely uh, making up for lost time. We've got to, yeah, I mean, we've got to provide the value. You guys, um, you know, Patreon supporters support us and make it possible for us to continue to grow and develop the show. And uh, that's what we love. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, then we get to make cool new content. Now we're live streaming, um, which mm-hmm. wasn't even a thought a year ago. So, you know, we very much, very much appreciate that. Yeah, we're trying to bring uh, even more value with every new thing we roll out. With. Absolutely. And that's not to mention, we still got other stuff rolling down the pipe. Yes, so, we do. Yes, uh, we always do. Always improving and always appreciating any support yes. we get. So definitely go check that out. And to show support, let's go ahead and talk about producer level friends. Let's do it. You want to get us started? We're going to start the way that we have always started this segment. Love it. Because Love it. it's always been the same man. Number one. In our hearts, number one Patreon producer level, Mr. Keith Jefferson, uh, self-described geek. Uh, self-described geek. My English geek? escaped me there for a second. <laughs> I do apologize. Goodness gracious. But anyway, uh, he is a self-described geek. Great father. Um, I've seen him online wearing the Galactic Dad swag. He's nice. an avid listener to the show. We love you for it, man. So thank you yet again for being our day one producer. The- the OG. We appreciate you. Keith Jefferson. Mr. Keith buddy. Jefferson. And of course, I uh, don't think we could ever do an episode of Galactic Dads or one that is on location somewhere and not mention this gentleman. Of course, we're talking about TK31788. Uh, he is an avid supporter of the show, comes up with great ideas for content, and interacts with the show during live segments. And whenever we are on location, his beautiful beaming face seems to make an appearance, yep. which has worked out great because we've had him on the podcast twice now. Yes. Once while wearing his Stormtrooper helmet as yes. a member of the 501st <laughs> Legion, which is super cool. Um, he's a great guy. We really love all of his support. He will tell you uh, as he shows off his Lego addiction, I dare say, mm-hmm. uh, over on Instagram. He'll tell you that bricking ain't easy, uh, and he's got a lot of great stuff he posts on there, so you guys should go check that out. You really should. He's he's got a lot of cool builds, and if I'm not mistaken, he's built a whole photo booth for his. Oh yeah, he's Lego got an creations. awesome white box. He's got some cool stuff going on, so definitely go check that out. As we tell him, we appreciate you, sir. Yes, thank you very, very much, much, TK. Very much. And then, lastly, that brings us to our "I Love You" three thousand level. Our hero, Mr. Joe Peresident of the Comic Shop Couch Podcast. Brandon, you mentioned him just a few minutes ago. We love him. Yep. Uh, great dude. Uh, got a great show over there. Uh, there's a lot of variety in that show as well. So, uh, you know, give it a listen. We've already talked about that, but, yeah. uh, he is, uh, my favorite Bane cosplayer. I love when he, uh, does some cosplay crossovers with Bane and star Wars, uh, Darth <laughs> Bane. I believe it was, it was super awesome. Uh, he's a great guy to go to a comic con with. So if you ever get the chance, hit up C2E2 with them. That's right. I brought up C2E2, so those who play along with that drinking game, go ahead and have one. I'll catch up in a minute. There we go. <laughs> uh, but Joe Present is one of my favorite guys on and off the show. So we want to thank him very much and everyone else for your support. All of you have definitely earned this applause. Thank you very much.
All right, that is going to do it for us. But one of the things I want to do before we go is point out that you can watch us on the YouTube. Uh, you can check us out. Our live, our streaming episodes uh, drop on YouTube the day that they hit the RSS feed for the podcast platforms. Yes. You will also see the podcast in video form hit YouTube. Now, it's not the live stream. Uh, but it is the actual podcast and video form. You can check that out and listen on YouTube. So definitely go follow us over there as well. I'm pretty sure the video up here right now is when I was talking about when I saw Fantastic Four. Yeah. The, the Miles Teller one. Yeah, 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 with a whole six-pack of Goose Island in front of you. Yeah, because it took me the whole six-pack to get through the first 15 minutes of that bloody movie. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's, stay, let's keep it positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, so definitely go check us out on YouTube. You can find a lot of great new stuff. Uh, also, I wanted to do a dad joke. We haven't done dad joke in a oh long time. Oh, my goodness, time. yes, we could do a dad uh, joke. So I've got one I saw today that made me laugh pretty hard, uh, so I wanted to go ahead and say it. Hit it. If, a, uh, if the Pope blesses an avocado, is it holy guacamole? <laughs> uh, you know what that's a that's a good one to uh that's a good one to bring back a dad joke i'm i'm impressed it's a good one to end on not I like bad it. not bad i like it not bad as we finish these beers and say cheers we want to thank all of you for listening remember give us a like rate review share and definitely subscribe no matter where you're listening to us at uh, check us out on that patreon.com slash galactic dads. You'll see bonus episodes exclusive only to Patreon subscribers, the live stream, and much, much more exciting content. Plus, you get to get your hands on sweet Galactic Dads merch. But till next episode, we thank you guys for listening and keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers.